Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of April 14th, 2019. The podcast that learned to dance with a hand in its pants. This is your host, Shane Killian. So the big news this week is the extradition and arrest of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, and it's so big that for the first time in a while we have a special podcast dedicated to just this subject. But that being the case, I decided not to have any of the usual breaks and promos here. Keep in mind that these can only fund the podcast if people sign up, and you can always access them on the right side of the podcast page. But the best way to support this podcast is to listen to all of this from the podcast page itself at podcast.bogosity.tv, because then I'll get airtime benefits even if you haven't installed the airtime extension. It's an airtime-supported website, not an ad-supported website. Of course, if you have installed the airtime extension, then you'll get benefits too. And you'll also support this podcast when listening on YouTube. So go to airtime.bogosity.tv and get five tubes free when you sign up. So Julian Assange has been cooling his heels in the Ecuadorian embassy in England since 2012, ever since he was wanted on completely false pretenses for the supposed rape of two women who always maintained the sex was consensual. Although the charges were irrevocably dropped long ago, he'd stayed there effectively under detention as police continued to surveil the area, ready to arrest Assange the moment he steps out. The fear was that all of the stated reasons for holding him were a ruse, and what they really wanted to do was extradite him to America. Despite rebuffs of this idea as a wild conspiracy theory, after being extracted, the British government immediately began procedures for extraditing him to America. So now you know, if it hadn't been obvious all this time, who's been right and who's been lying. So yes, this is all about the so-called conspiracy with Chelsea Manning to leak documents exposing war crimes covered up by the U.S. military. As Peter Mass, senior editor of The Intercept, said on Twitter, quote, Our understanding of what's happened in Iraq has been shaped by the rare leaks of visual evidence of war crimes by U.S. forces. You can dislike Assange for justifiable reasons, but the video Chelsea Manning leaked to him and that WikiLeaks published is stunningly important. By the way, number of arrests of people who actually committed those crimes? Zero. An official statement from the London Metropolitan Police confirmed, quote, Julian Assange, 47, has today, Thursday 11 April, been further arrested on behalf of the United States authorities at 10.53 hours after his arrival at a central London police station. This is an extradition warrant under Section 73 of the Extradition Act. He will appear in custody at Westminster Magistrates Court later today. The proximate cause of his arrest was that Julian Assange violated bail terms in 2012, to which he pleaded not guilty. Despite the fact that asylum in another country has never been considered skipping bail, the judge found him guilty, with no evidence submitted from prosecutors, and scheduled an extradition hearing for May 2nd, saying that Assange exhibited, quote, "...the behavior of a narcissist who cannot get beyond his own selfish interest." Yeah, no bias there. And why should a defendant in a court of law be concerned with his own self-interest? I mean, if there's ever a time when you should be concerned with your own self-interest, it's when you're a defendant in a courtroom. I mean, this just continues the trend we've seen of British courts turning into kangaroo courts that completely ignore every single concept of justice developed since Magna Carta. 
They accuse Assange of conspiring with Chelsea Manning to crack password-protected files on Department of Defense computers, even though what Assange did is no different from what many other journalists have done in order to get the truth out to the people. By the way, Manning is back in jail after having her sentence commuted by Barack Obama and was put in solitary confinement, excuse me, administrative segregation, until she agrees to testify against Assange. Although she's out of solitary now, she's still in jail. Her legal team is fighting for her release. Best of luck to them. Remember that the UN has repeatedly found Assange's detention to be both arbitrary and a violation of human rights, and have issued several statements calling for him to be freed. As one example, the UN Working Group on Arbitrary Detention found, quote, Mr. Assange has been subjected to different forms of deprivation of liberty, initial detention in Wandsworth Prison, which was followed by house arrest and his confinement at the Ecuadorian Embassy. Having concluded that there was a continuous deprivation of liberty, the working group also found that the detention was arbitrary because he was held in isolation during the first stage of detention and because of the lack of diligence by the Swedish prosecutor in its investigations, which resulted in the lengthy detention of Mr. Assange. So here's a good question. Why did Ecuador suddenly do an about-face after seven years and revoke Assange's asylum and let the Met come in and take him? The answer seems to have to do with Ecuador's new president, Lenin Moreno, who took office back in May of 2017. His presidency has been associated with skyrocketing debt as well as a corruption scandal known as the INA Papers leak. Those papers reveal that Moreno and his associates used several offshore tax havens to commit, quote, a series of crimes including money laundering, tax fraud, influence peddling, and the collection of bribes to the detriment of the Ecuadorian state. WikiLeaks ended up being the center of attention when they tweeted, quote, Corruption investigation opened against Ecuador's President Moreno after purported leaks of his iPhone, WhatsApp, Telegram, and Gmail were published. New York Times reported that Moreno tried to sell Assange to U.S. for debt relief. In response, Foreign Minister Jose Valencia said this tweet was, quote, An absurd lie to harm the dignity of our country. We will not tolerate inventions and insults. I cannot anticipate when and when we will take action in relation to this, but we will take action for certain. He is biting the hand that feeds him. Wait, doesn't that last part sound a bit like a threat? Don't report on our major corruption scandal or we'll make sure one of your people is put in prison on trumped-up charges? That sounds like the action of a thug to me. Assange's arrest comes in the wake of Moreno's approval rating dropping to 17%. Vice President Otto Sonnenholzer lied, quote, What WikiLeaks and other political actors have done to publish private photos of the President of the Republic of his family is a despicable, repugnant, and odious act. The thing is, WikiLeaks didn't have anything to do with the INA papers being leaked, and Assange himself had nothing to do with that, not only having stepped down as editor of WikiLeaks, but also because Ecuador had long since shut off his internet access. WikiLeaks's tweet was a month after the INA papers were published, and 12 days after the INAPapers.org URL had first been shared by other Twitter users. Nothing in WikiLeaks's tweet or their webpage includes any documents or photos. Further, the scandal had already been covered in the New York Times and The Guardian, so it's just one lie after another. Former Consul of Ecuador Fidel Navarez said, quote, 
The recent reaction of the Ecuadorian government to the INA paper scandal could not be worse. Instead of clarifying and making the issue transparent, the government spokesman, to divert attention from the still timorous official investigations, positioned a monumental lie, accusing WikiLeaks of having leaked communications and images of President Moreno's family circle. Not a single document referring to INA papers or the president's family has ever been leaked or published by WikiLeaks, let alone by Julian Assange, who for more than half a year has not been its editor and who has been isolated for one year under a regime quasi-prison by the government of Ecuador. Despite being an outrageous accusation, the farce has reached the point that the Ecuadorian National Assembly has issued a resolution to investigate Julian and encourages the government to take measures to safeguard national interests. In short, the government seeks a false pretext to end the asylum and protection of Julian Assange. And despite their stated reasons for revoking his asylum and their assertion that it's completely legal, these reasons are no cause for revoking asylum under either Ecuadorian or international law. According to WikiLeaks, quote, the Ecuadorian government has falsely stated that Julian's protection from political persecution is contingent on his censorship. There is no legal basis for this claim, and in fact, the interference with his basic rights that has been imposed violates both the Ecuadorian constitution and binding international legal instruments. Now, there's a lot of good coverage in these links in the show notes, but I do want to stop for a moment and throw some brickbats. For example... The New York Times, in coverage that was mostly good otherwise, wrote, Most recently, Mr. Assange has been under attack for his organization's release during the 2016 presidential campaign of thousands of Democratic emails stolen by Russian hackers. But the conspiracy charge against Mr. Assange is not related to WikiLeaks' role in Russia's operations to sabotage the election. People, give it up! When are you going to stop hitching your train to this dead horse that's been beaten to hamburger? Learn when your narrative is over and you're just embarrassing yourself. NBC wasn't much better, quote, Assange has always maintained that the source of the leaks was not Russia, contrary to the conclusion of U.S. intelligence agencies. No U.S. intelligence agency has ever concluded that Russia gave this information to WikiLeaks. They haven't even established for certain that Russia was behind it at all. They were far from the worst, though, but we'll get to that later. It's probably not inaccurate to assume that when you're trying to put a journalist in jail for publishing leaked documents, that a lot of the documents surrounding that will be leaked themselves. And that's what happened with a court transcript of an appeal made by Assange in Ecuadorian court, a court that banned journalists and media from the proceeding. Here are some of Assange's comments from that proceeding, quote, I have been in this embassy without sunlight for six years and essentially isolated for most people for seven months, including electronic communication, the telephone, etc., from my young children. It has interfered with my ability to work, to make a living, and with my deeply held principles that I have fought for all my life, which is to uphold the right of freedom of expression, the right for people to know, the right of the freedom of the press, and the right for everyone to participate in their society and the broader society. Due to my isolation, I have not been able to participate in the debates occurring around me, and that has resulted in a climate of libel and fake news that might be expected for someone who's been in the business of exposing very large and very powerful corrupt organizations or organizations that abuse human rights. There was no allegation that I had done anything other than what a journalist does, just that I have been a rather good and effective one. 
Assange pointed out many violations of the Ecuadorian Constitution against him, including Article 16.2, which says, All persons have the right to universal access to information and communication technologies. Article 66.2, which says, The following rights of persons are guaranteed. The right to voice one's opinion and express one's thinking freely in all its forms and manifestations. Article 20, which says, The state shall guarantee the confidentiality of journalists' sources. Article 41, which says, Persons who have been granted asylum or sanctuary shall benefit from special protection, guaranteeing the full access of their rights, and that the state shall respect and guarantee the principle of non-return, meaning that refugees and asylum claimants cannot be expelled. And Article 79, which says, In no case shall the extradition of an Ecuadorian be granted. Assange became an Ecuadorian citizen in 2017. Despite all of this, the judge did not grant Assange his injunction, probably because in March 2018, President Moreno took control of the courts, removing judges and putting in his own, even in the constitutional courts. So Assange has plenty of support on Twitter from people like Edward Snowden, who tweeted, The weakness of the U.S. charge against Assange is shocking. The allegation he tried, and failed, to help crack a password during their world-famous reporting has been public for nearly a decade. It is the count Obama's DOJ refused to charge, saying it endangered journalism. Glenn Greenwald was true to form as well, quote, The Obama DOJ concluded that prosecuting WikiLeaks and Assange for publishing documents would pose a grave threat to press freedom. Democrats who spent two years feigning concerns over press freedom, but who now cheer the Trump DOJ for this, are beneath contempt. Arresting Assange and destroying WikiLeaks was a top priority for the most reactionary elements of the Trump administration from the start. Both Jeff Sessions and Mike Pompeo vowed to put an end to reporting. They were explicit about this. If you're cheering Assange's arrest based on a U.S. extradition request, your allies in your celebration are the most extremist elements of the Trump administration, whose primary and explicit goal is to criminalize reporting on classified docs and punish WikiLeaks for exposing war crimes. Obama DOJ tried to concoct a theory to justify arresting Assange for more than merely publishing docs, such as claiming he aided Manning in the theft of docs. They found no evidence for it. Trump DOJ will likely manufacture some falsehood to claim it's more than publishing. If you're a U.S. media star who has spent two years claiming to be so concerned about press freedoms over Trump's mean tweets about your friends, but don't raise your voice in protest over this grave attack on press freedom, take a hard look in the mirror. The ACLU's point is vital. If the U.S. can force the arrest and then extradite foreigners like Assange on foreign soil for publishing docs... What prevents China or Iran, or, you know, Russia, for doing the same to U.S. journalists who publish secrets about them? The belief that Assange is a Russian agent has always been painfully stupid, and, I should note, completely without evidence. But if you're someone who's decided to believe that, then you'd have to see this as another case of Trump taking actions directly harmful to the Kremlin. The DOJ says part of what Assange did to justify his prosecution, beyond allegedly helping Manning get the documents, is he encouraged Manning to get more docs for him to publish. Journalists do this with sources constantly. It's the criminalization of journalism. The security state agents for NBC and MSNBC cheering the Trump administration for arresting Assange because they're authoritarians who only pretend to care about press freedom when it advances their partisan interests. This is what happens when news outlets merge with the U.S. government. 
NBC is the official organ of whatever you call it. The military-industrial complex, the deep state, the blob. I'm glad they made it official by putting CIA and Intel officials on their payroll. The above psychopathic tweet is what you'd expect to hear at Langley, not a news outlet. Both NYT and Wash Post encourage sources to steal classified documents and even employ teams of tech experts to help them do it without getting caught, as they should. Reporters pretending that mainstream journalism doesn't encourage stealing are lying. Just think about what this reflects about Democrats generally, and Obama officials specifically. They knew everything Trump DOJ knew, but decided Assange shouldn't be prosecuted. Only thing that changed was Assange's 2016 publications that harmed Democrats. Now they want him imprisoned. And one more thing. While we hear from both the right and the left that Assange is guilty of treason, keep in mind that it is impossible for Assange to commit an act of treason against the U.S. since he isn't a U.S. citizen. There is no basis for arresting Assange, and never was. He's a political prisoner, and his prosecution can only lead to further erosion of freedom of the press. We'll just have to wait and see what kind of kangaroo court they try him in, if they don't just disappear him to Gitmo, that is. And now it's time to Assangeify this week's biggest bogan emitter. Once again, it goes to Donald Trump, who also wins the Golden Flip-Flop Award for his changing opinion of WikiLeaks. The prize is a heavy gold statue in the shape of a beach sandal launched directly at his head. So back during the 2016 campaign, Trump loved WikiLeaks. He even said so numerous times. WikiLeaks! I love WikiLeaks. This WikiLeaks stuff is unbelievable. It tells you the inner heart. You gotta read it. It's been amazing what's coming out on WikiLeaks. This WikiLeaks is fascinating. This WikiLeaks is like a treasure trove. Getting off the plane, they were just announcing new WikiLeaks, and I wanted to stay there, but I didn't want to keep you waiting. Well, I love reading those WikiLeaks. But back in 2010, Trump said on CNN, Claim it'll be on. He's going to talk about WikiLeaks. You had nothing to do with the WikiLeaks. No, I think it's disgraceful. You do think it's disgraceful? Yeah, this should be like death penalty or something. And then back in November, he was acting like he didn't know who Assange was. Quote, I don't know anything about him. Really, I don't know much about him. I really don't. And he's sticking to that after Assange's arrest. Quote, I know nothing about WikiLeaks. It's not my thing. But apparently that never stopped him from talking about it, according to C-SPAN's Jeremy Art. According to their video library, Trump said the word WikiLeaks 44 different times. And according to CBS News, Trump brought up WikiLeaks 145 times just in the last month of his campaign. So he was loving it when they were publishing things that were embarrassing to a political opponent. Now, he seems to have some serious memory problems. It looks like those who were hopeful that Trump would pardon him given his 2016 comments have once again sadly been fooling themselves. So that just has to make Donald Trump this week's biggest bogan emitter. And now let's assanginate this week's Idiot And it goes to another repeat offender, Rachel Maddow, who seems insistent on destroying what little credibility she might have left and continue the tailspin her ratings have taken. Since the Mueller report resulted in no indictments for Trump or any member of his staff with regards to Russian collusion in the 2016 election, she stayed the course, and the result is her ratings have dropped by a third. 
Not only does she not seem willing to do any kind of retraction or damage control, she's now doubling down in the wake of Assange's arrest. WikiLeaks is the organization whose founder was arrested today in London pending extradition to the United States. Now, according to the special counsel's office and this live indictment that has since been handed off to the National Security Division at the Justice Department, here's how prosecutors say WikiLeaks helped in the Russian military intelligence operation that attacked our election in 2016. You have to hear it to believe it, don't you? She shows on the screen count one conspiracy to make computer intrusion. But just as we covered, that was about his so-called conspiracy with Chelsea Manning to decrypt files she'd obtained in her position as an intelligence operative. It has nothing to do with the 2016 elections. Uh, this is from page 17 of the indictment. Use of Organization One. Use of WikiLeaks. But what she's reading from now is a document from last July. And notice that she hasn't told her viewers that. She's arranged things to make it look like she's reading from the current indictment of Julian Assange, and she's completely switched things to a document that's old news. They transferred many of the documents they stole from the DNC and the chairman of the Clinton campaign to WikiLeaks. It doesn't say WikiLeaks liar, it says Organization One, and it doesn't identify who Organization One is. It actually seems more likely that Organization One is DC Leaks, which has nothing to do with WikiLeaks. And she does this over and over again. Every time the actual indictment says Organization One, she substitutes WikiLeaks as if that's exactly what it says. And keep something in mind, all of the information in all of those leaks were true. WikiLeaks never once has had to retract any of the information it's leaked, whether it's the Manning leaks or anything else. This indictment is about releasing true information about a powerful political candidate. Regardless of who WikiLeaks got the actual documents from, it was nothing more than the truth going out to the people, like what happens with all leaks. We've already established that Maddow hates freedom of speech. Now we're seeing that she hates freedom of the press as well. She wants her and her echo chamber to be the only source of news for Americans so they can just make up whatever crap they want, regardless of what official investigations determine. So WikiLeaks is the entity, according to prosecutors, that liaised with Russian military intelligence to get the best stuff that would hurt Clinton the most. Again, even if this were true, it doesn't matter. This was a leak of true information that's in the public interest. And remember, WikiLeaks kept putting out calls for similar documents about the Republicans and the RNC, too. And we know that somebody tried to hack them, but those hacks didn't succeed because, as we covered, the Republicans actually understood secure password policies and didn't fall for simple phishing attacks. The only reason Maddow is complaining about this is because people on her team got egg on their face. Egg they deserved for their irresponsible and even criminal behavior. WikiLeaks was also in direct contact with the president's eldest son, with Don Jr., advising him on how to better circulate the documents that the GRU had stolen for maximum impact. Oh, come on! We debunked this at the time. Junior only tweeted about this after the documents had been made public. You people showed how much you suck because you didn't even bother to look at the dates and the tweets and the emails and use them to make it look like Junior got the leaks ahead of time. He didn't. Give it up. I mean, we know from the special counsel's indictments that prosecutors have plenty of evidence about WikiLeaks' involvement in that effort. They leaked it after it was stolen. 
That's what they do. That's why they exist. It's called real journalism, something you wouldn't know the first thing about. But that is not the same thing as them colluding with Russia or whoever stole the documents before the fact. You're taking facts that do not support your wacky conspiracy theory and pretending that it's proof, like all conspiracy loons do. But then we knew you were a conspiracy loon a long time ago. We pointed it out back when you were spinning crazy kook theories about the Koch brothers having this secret underground network of organizations so they can fund all sorts of nefarious things so you can pin it on them without having any proof. Now, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, you are no different than Alex Jones. Except Jones is more fun to watch when he starts blowing his stack. You're just an arrogant, narcissistic brat. Although WikiLeaks was the subject of an ongoing criminal investigation dating back to the Chelsea Manning case, under Obama, WikiLeaks never got charged. Chelsea Manning got charged, convicted, sentenced, served seven years, got the rest of her sentence commuted by President Obama. WikiLeaks never got charged. The Obama, during the Obama administration. Exactly! You don't charge the news organization. You can charge whoever actually stole the documents or hacked the systems, but not the journalists they gave them to. And make no mistake, Julian Assange is a journalist. He's a thousand times the journalist you'll ever be. If you help in the stealing of classified material or anything, Nothing about the First Amendment is going to insulate you from charges. Assange did nothing that Bob Woodward didn't do. He worked back and forth with leaker William Mark Felt Sr., only known at the time as Deep Throat, actually encouraging him to get more documents and more information so they could follow the Watergate scandal all the way up to Nixon himself. This is how this works. And how did Nixon and his cronies respond? Exactly as you are now. They went on and on about how they only did this because they have a liberal bias against the president and they broke all sorts of laws, etc. But they ultimately couldn't do anything for one simple reason. All of the information was true, as it was here. Of the theory of the case that is laid out in today's indictment, that Julian Assange was helping Chelsea Manning steal classified material, steal government documents. If the government convinces a judge, convinces a jury of that, then Assange will be convicted on the same general theory of the case that convicted Manning. Then Bob Woodward should have been convicted too. If Woodward acted properly, then so did Assange. You can't have it both ways. Oh, and by the way, the Obama administration knew all of this information. None of this is stuff that's just come out. The Obama administration knew all of this, and they still decided not to indict Assange, as you acknowledge. Things are different for one reason and one reason only, because Assange revealed horrible but true information about someone on your team. Rachel Manow, you are a hack who does not care about a free press. You will tell any lie, distort any truth, if it will help your team. WikiLeaks just published the truth without distortion. And that is why you hate them. So all of that makes Rachel Maddow this week's... Idiot Well, that wraps up this Down in the Pig Mind edition of the Bogosity Podcast. Come to discord.bogosity.tv where you can join the discussion and post a question, statement, news article, or rant. This podcast depends on you to keep going, so please go to donate.bogosity.tv where you can give using PayPal or crypto or subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar to get the podcast and YouTube videos early and ad-free. 
You can even support this podcast for free with the airtime extension. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from John Adams. Liberty cannot be preserved without a general knowledge among the people who have an indisputable, unalienable, indefeasible, divine right to that most dreaded and envied kind of knowledge. I mean, of the characters and conduct of their rulers. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial Derivatives 4.0 International License. Bogosity.